At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food, simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit RedBarnInc.com to save a dollar on Red Barn grain-free canned food. Blog Talk Radio. It's our party, we can do what we want. It's our party, we can say what we want. It's our party, we can love what we want. We can kiss what we want, we can screw what we want. It's our party, we can do what we want. It's our party, we can say what we want. It's our party, we can love what we want. We can kiss what we want, we can screw what we want.
2014, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Now, just to quickly explain what the fuck Boy Crazy Radio is, what it is that you've just stumbled upon, what it is you've just tuned into in the deep recesses of the interweb or whatever, well, let me explain. Boy Crazy Radio, in a nutshell, is a call-in advice show. All right, it's kind of like Loveline. It's kind of exactly like Loveline, except instead of Dr. Drew and whoever his sidekick is right now, uh, you get me, Alexi Sling Walter, your semi-cool, slightly older, big sister with bangs, with a lot of energy, because I'm an only child. I have no real friends. That's not true. I'm already lying to you. Anyway, I have a lot of energy for whatever reason, uh, and I, I feel like I give good advice. I've been told I give good advice, and if anything, I can listen like a champion. So call in. Let's talk about whatever's ailing you. I will be nicer and less sarcastic than Dr. Drew and his sidekick are. Uh, but I also would like to be a guest on their show one day, so I don't want to talk shit about Loveline because I fucking love Loveline. That's the whole reason I do this thing because I was raised on Loveline and I loved it so much and it's the person I've grown into and now I want to help you guys. I just want to serve as a big sister is all I'm saying. Anyway, so uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad we cleared that up. My telephone number is area code 646. 646- Three seven eight zero six four nine. Once again, save this number in your smartphone. Six four six three seven eight zero six four nine. Let me know you're out there. I know people listen to, into the show. I know people listen to the show. But if you don't call in, I don't know you're out there. If you don't call in and tell me what you're thinking about, and actually are, are brave enough to tell me what your issue is, I don't know you're there, and I don't need. I don't know that I serve a purpose. And I'd like to think I serve a purpose. I'd like to think that you want me to do this every week because uh, if you don't, I won't. But I think you do. Let me know. 646-378-0649. If for whatever reason you're too much of a pussy uh, to call into the live show, you can tweet me your question at I'm Boy Crazy, the letter I, the letter M, the letters B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y. That's I'm Boy crazy at I'm boy crazy. Oh my god, I'm sounding desperate. This is horrible. That is never the goal. The goal is to never appear desperate, and I've already broken the golden rule. Anyway, oh, it's an inferno in Los Angeles. I'm broadcasting to you live. Well, at least if you're listening live at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday tonight, uh, I'm broadcasting to you live from Los Angeles. Uh, I live in the I live in Hollywood. It is a fucking inferno in Los Angeles. It's fucking insanely hot and crazy, and I don't have an air conditioner on right now because then that might interfere with the broadcast quality of Boy Crazy Radio, and you guys come first, which is what I'm really trying to hammer home. Um, it's an inferno. And there are all these crazy things that I've been noticing this week. I want to tell you what I've been up to this week. I've got a few things to talk about. But also, as far as, you know, you know me aside, me and my bullshit – gossip and drama and things that I would like to share with you, which will hopefully make you feel less alone in your own life. All that aside, the news that I've been reading about, and you know, I'm never really going to talk about war or politics or anything like that or anything like that on Boy Crazy Radio because that's not what this is about. This is more about feelings and love and relationships and youth culture and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Not that feelings and relationships don't come into play in politics and war. But you know what the show is about. Um, anyway, so what I'm going to talk about that I've been reading about, you know, the headlines and the, and the latest news that I've been seeing on, uh, you know, my source for for worldwide news, PerezHilton.com or Jezebel, 
or Facebook, is, uh, holy fucking shit, so many horrible things I've been reading about. Okay, where do I even begin? Um, okay, so there's like some 14-year-old boy who stabbed his grandmother to death. I'm probably going to fucking butcher all of this, this news that I'm trying to relay, but here's the gist of it. And whatever, the show is like the blind leading the blind, okay? So this is, you know, if I give you the, the news and I don't give you all the perfect details, it's fine. It's like a game of telethon. This is the gist of what I've uh, received as far as the news goes, so do with it what you will, and then you can Google it for the proper facts if it intrigues you. Anyway, thank God for the Internet, um, or else none of us would be here right now. Anyway, so some 14-year-old kid, some little some poor little 14-year-old boy, stabbed his grandmother to death because he wanted to watch TV or she wouldn't let him DVR or TiVo something that he wanted to watch. He stabbed her to death and then went to school covered in blood and got arrested and was like not remorseful at all. He was just like, that felt good. I felt good to kill someone. I've got more killing to do. So I read about that this week. That was fucking disgusting, horrible and sad. And what the hell is going on? And why are these things happening? And is this a one-off case or like what's going on with, with people? And, uh, then, what was the other story? A girl got stabbed. A guy stabbed a girl to death because she said no to going to prom with him. So that was fucking sick. And then, God, what other horrible news? I mean, oh, then that really racist guy who owns the Clippers who went on a racist tirade um, to his girlfriend, I think because she hugged she hugged somebody that was black or something. I see again, I don't have all the details, but I'm just giving you the uh, the big sister gist of uh, you know, whatever of the news. So anyway, that guy, his son was just found dead, possibly because of a drug overdose, like in Malibu or something. So I you know, who knows what happened. So all of a sudden so his father is in the news for being completely crazy racist and, you know, everybody's upset about that and up in arms about his racist rant. And now his son has been found dead? What the fuck? And then, I mean, all this stuff is like dismal and grim. It involves drugs and racism and anger and stabbing and death. And uh, maybe that will put things in perspective and make you realize, like, you know, not to be so angry. I don't know what it makes it. We'll figure out what it helps us realize at the end of the show. I don't even know. Uh, it makes us realize that life is pretty much great. If, all, if your biggest problem is a pimple, and some of your friends aren't talking to you, at least they aren't stabbing you to death, and um, just do your homework. If that's your biggest stress, just do it, and don't pop that zit, and you're in the clear. At least nobody's murdered you for saying no to going to the prom, and at least your dad isn't uh, under the microscope for being a fucking racist fuck, and at least you haven't OD'd on drugs. Which brings me to, so Pizza's Geldof died, and I think that's something that, like, you know, everybody who's in there teens and 20s or early 30s or whatever who who uh, look, not doesn't look up to this girl but is aware of this girl because she comes from a famous family and she's kind of like a, a hip, cool, rock and roll English girl and, and is very, just like, you know, she's just like, a, I guess she's an it girl. Let's call her an it girl. So she's so young. She's 25 and she died a few weeks ago and nobody can figure out how she died. Everybody thought maybe it could have been drugs or maybe she committed suicide, but she has two babies. She's a really, really young mom and she has a really cool rocker, cute husband and her mom and her dad, I think. And her mom died of a heroin overdose. Again, I'm butchering all this news, but for the most part, I think I'm right. And, uh, but 
apparently this girl, Peaches Geldof, whose dad is Bob Geldof, she was doing okay. Like she loved her little kids and only post, you know, little videos of her, her, her adorable babies on, on her Instagram and was like doing well and healthy or whatever. And then she just fucking died and, and they did a, an autopsy and nobody could find anything. And then today it's in the news that they've, you know, they found out that she died of a heroin overdose. So that makes me feel sad. That makes me feel angry, annoyed, sad, and ugh, and exhausted and just like a bunch of different feelings. Anyway, I don't know her. I know people who do know her and are friends with her that were devastated by her death. I'm just looking at it as like a complete outsider, just, you know, reading about it on Twitter and in the news and everything. But, yeah, it's just, it's just something sad. I don't have it all tied up or wrapped up in a bow, but I'm just reporting back to anybody who might be interested. But the fact that a 25-year-old girl who comes from kind of a troubled, sad upbringing with, with addictive, you know, parents, who we thought got her act together and has two beautiful children that she's left behind, OD's on heroin. It's just sad. It's unnecessary. It's sad. It's addiction fucking sucks. Heroin is a horrible, conniving monster. And, uh, yeah, I'm just putting that out there. Do with it what you will. Think about it how you will, how you want. And uh, I'm going to get to the first phone call of the night. I do want to talk about other things also that are less depressing, but maybe equally depressing in a different way. Holy shit. You guys, phone lines are open. Let's talk about however you're feeling, whether it's a guy didn't talk to you or nobody's texting you back or you feel betrayed or you feel alone or you hate your body or whatever it is that you might feel. Dial 646-378-0649. 646-378-0649 is the number to get you through to Boy Crazy Radio. I'm taking the first call tonight. Area code 562. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, hello. Uh, who is this? Is this Alexi's The Boy Crazy Radio Show? It is. This, is this Avi? No, this is Hans. Um, I'm calling from a, a number in um, in Germany. Um, I'm calling about a, a dance, electronic dance performance uh, that I want you to participate in. You, are you calling from Germany right now? Because if the if the dance party is in Germany, how am I going to get there? I live in Hollywood. Well, we use the Google phone mostly, but it you can uh, we can get the place arranged. We just need to talk to um to our, our people in uh, in Hamburg first. But I'm Hans, and um, I just want to introduce you. We're going to be giving you a very good guarantee. Um, the finest clubs in Hamburg and Berlin uh, need your dancing power. So we need everybody to call in um, and get it all start, get it started, get the dance started. What is the dance party? Uh, in in uh, what is it for? It's for a um, memorial of all the victims of this week: um, the suicide, the drug overdose, um, the stabbing. It is a united people for love and peace in order to dance um, the negativity away and, and just be free in love and just dance to the, the sound of the deep bass drum. Okay, this sounds the super victim. exciting. I'm sure all my listeners want to go to a free, fun, electronic dance party. And, and they, will, they will be filmed? Is it a video dance party shoot? It will be filmed. There will be people on set with cameras there to shoot the dance, um, and there will be uh, effigies in the 
been there'll be effigies of the people who are victims of the death this week as well burned on stage. How nice. Okay, so tell everybody where to go. So where should I go? Where should everybody who's listening who wants to participate in a cool, electronic, important, crazy dance party, uh, where do they go, what time, where? Plug everything. Okay, so so the time is tomorrow night in the hills of um, the city Pasadena at 7.15 p.m. Um, the address, uh, just hold on just a second. Let me just look really quick. I know I have it right here. Um, it looks like the address is um, 343 East Villa Street, V-I-L-L-A Street, Pasadena, 343-715 Shop. That's where the electronic dance party is. That's where it's all going to be happening. That is where you're going to meet the love of your life and forget all about the hatred and sadness that has filled your subconscious up until now. This is amazing. Everybody, so uh, do you, who is the video Villa for? Street. Who, who um, is the video for? It's for an electronic dance group. Um, it's for German, a German group called the Positive Vibes Dance Party Group. And they'll be sharing. We hope you, we encourage you to bring the Molly, the, all of the friends, your friend Molly, we encourage you to bring her. And we encourage you to bring uh, Timothy Leary, all of those people, we tell you to bring them. Okay, you, you heard it here, everybody. Tomorrow night, Thursday, May 1st, 2014, you go to 343 East Villa Street in Pasadena. Be there at 7.15 p.m. You'll be video recorded, recorded some in some magical, exciting way. Uh, if you like to dance and have a good time and fall in love, you know where you should be. Thank you very much. Everybody's going to be there. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Have a great night and uh, keep things uh, bright and early morning every day. I love you. Take keep, care. Keep things bright every morning. God bless you. Okay, goodbye. We did it. Oh, you guys, see, if anything, you've heard the news. You heard the news here first, all the traumatic, hipster, uh, unfortunate overdosings and stabbings. All that news uh, is here. Um, and you get invited to cool electronic dance parties where drugs are encouraged, even though I do not take, I don't do drugs. I don't smoke pot. I don't do Molly. I don't do anything. I'm, 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 uh, I'm not going to say I'm boring. I am, I'm, so, I'm so cool I don't do those things because I have to keep my mind sharp. I've got things to do. I've got feelings to feel. But if you want to go to a dance party and flirt and make out and hopefully have protected sex or just get fingered in a weird corner of a sweaty corner of a dark hall or passageway, you know where to go. I have a feeling that a musician named Avi Buffalo, who goes by the name Avi Buffalo, uh, I think he's going to be there. He's super cool. He's wacky in a neat way. He likes to dance. He likes to make music. He likes to uh, create art, if you will. Um, he's going to be there. I just know it. I feel it in my bones. So if you, uh, if you heard this, don't be bashful. You got the address. See you there tomorrow night. Anyway, phone lines are open. 646-378-0649 is the number. If you said you were going to call in and you told me on Instagram or Tumblr or Facebook or Twitter that you were going to call in and you don't call in and I know who you are and I know that you don't call in, I will feel abandoned by you and I will be angry. And you will get a small taste, a small electrifying taste of what it's like to be my boyfriend. Because you will feel the wrath that is Alexi Wasser. You will feel the hurt and betrayal that that I make you feel. Anyway, ugh, I'm parched.
I hope you can't hear it. Oh, my God, I'm dying of thirst. I'm going to press mute. BRB. But also, definitely tweet me your question because I need to talk to you guys. I'm having a lot of thoughts and feelings. All right. Okay, Lola Rivera or Rivera at Taco Bunny said this dude is trolling you, I feel. Lola, it's cool. His name is Avi. He's a musician named Avi Buffalo. He's totally cool. He's not fucking around. But he is fucking around, but he's not fucking with me because I knew it was him. I wasn't going to give him away, but I've already given him away. He's just trying to get people down to his video shoot. So if you want to go hang out with Avi Buffalo, a cute, hip dude making cool music, um, I gave you the address. Listen, Lola, you said you were going to call in. I'm feeling betrayed by all my friends and people that I know on the Internet that I've never actually met face-to-face. But anyway, on a side note of a side note, just to let you know what I've been going through this week. Um, oh, here's something funny and something annoying about uh, writing my feelings and thoughts on the Internet. Not really annoying, but... Um, so last week, if you tuned in, I told you that I went to go uh, have a weekend trip with, with uh, my boyfriend, with the guy that I'm dating. And something that I have not done in a while on my website, well, I, I, I stop and I start. I do and I don't, uh, is write very personal stories about my feelings or what's going on with my relationship. I, I took a break from doing that because what I noticed was um, I, when, I, when I am dating someone, I am 50% of the relationship, and I didn't want to... You know, if I'm dating someone who's kind of private and doesn't want all this information out there splayed on the internet, being advertised on Instagram and Twitter and all that, and Facebook, I don't want to upset that person. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. So, and I also didn't want to deal with, I didn't want to share all the like the personal details of my psyche and my relationship, my dating experiences, and all that, um, just because I didn't want to, and I didn't want to invite people into my life to give me advice or, you know, tell me how, what they think and blah, blah, blah. So instead, what I usually do is I make, I make videos or I do interviews with people or I write top 10 lists and I call those lists the blind leading the blind. And that's my latest and best way or my, my, most, my most favorite way of venting what I'm feeling, venting what I'm noticing and having it be as vague as it can possibly be. However, Lately, I've started to write more journal-esque entries. I wrote one recently called um, Things to Keep You from Killing Yourself, which is like a reminder to people uh, why they should not hurt themselves. Or, and, you know, and it's just like a helpful entry to remind people how to possibly make themselves feel better when they, get, when they, when they feel low. And basically, I was writing that to myself because, you know, I'm just I'm a human being just like everybody else is. And I, whenever I fucking write anything on my website, it's because I'm having a conversation with myself and that's the outlet and those are my tools for solving my problem and venting and feeling like I'm working through it with writing. It just makes me feel better. But then I put it out in this public forum and then the conversation it starts helps me or hurts me even more. Usually it just helps me because we get, you know, other people who are going through stuff, they they let me know and they Facebook me or they leave comments in the comment section or, you know, and they let me know like, oh, this helped me or I've experienced this too. And it's awesome. The writing helps me and the conversation it starts helps help me. So lately I've been starting to write a bit more other than just making videos and doing the top 10 lists. And um, so I wrote the things to keep you from killing yourself and then I wrote, you know, a few little journal entries here and there one of which I took down immediately after I wrote it because it was way too personal and it was basically something that was not meant to be on the internet. It was meant to be sent to the guy that I'm dating. 
which is what I eventually ended up doing. Anyway, so this two weeks ago or 10 days ago or however long, almost nearly two weeks ago, I went on a weekend trip to go visit my boyfriend, and we got in a horrible fight, and it started with me over something really stupid, two things, actually. I was PMSing, which can't be avoided but could be controlled and handled much more gracefully on my end. And because of my PMS and because of my, I don't know, wavering insanity and moodiness, I went from, can't wait to see you, I'm so excited, like being on the plane texting him, I'm so excited, and him texting me back, I'm so excited too. And he was, you know, going to pick me up at the airport and all this stuff. He, he did pick me up at the airport. And then right as the plane's about to take off, I checked his Instagram to see who's following him uh, because I'm a woman and we are very capable of um, multitasking and being aware of every single thing going on uh, in our world. So I checked to see who's following him, saw some girl I can't stand was following him, he followed her back. Apparently, it's because she liked a bunch of his photos, and he just followed her back because he's, a, you know, I should trust him, and he's a great guy, and whatever. And he's oblivious, and he wasn't thinking it was a big deal. It really wasn't, but because I am a woman and angry and was, and was about to bleed, we got in this huge fight, which ended up taking us into a journey of many other fights, and I was, I was exhausting. I would not stop. I, it just went from A to B to C to Z. So... When I was on the plane ride home, I wrote a bunch of blanket statements, and all of them were me venting about my fight with my boyfriend. They're all just like, you know, the best thing about blah, whatever. You can see it. It's on my website now. It's on imboycrazy.com. So it's called The Blind Leading the Blind Part 129 or whatever. Um, and by or whatever, I mean that's exactly what it's called. So if you can read it for yourself. So I wrote, like, all this shit, like, you know, when you're on the plane about to see him, you should practice your cable exercises. A guy who can't communicate, without communication, you have nothing. A guy whose life is dictated by his cats is a guy you don't want to be with. A guy who, blah, blah, it's just like, bam, 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 like, everything that I could possibly be annoyed with him about during that trip and then vent about it on the plane ride home, I just went, bam, 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 and wrote these, like, intense sentences, like, intense, angry sentences, blanket statements. And they were all me venting. So finally, with the time in the past, and we, we were, we're both okay, but we were still a bit freshly wounded from the horrible weekend, we're over the fight, kind of, pretty much. I mean, but it's still very fresh. But then on Monday, I, I posted the collection of these 10 sentences because I needed something to post on my website. It was very fresh in my mind. I thought it was entertaining. And I thought, whatever, like, and I told him, maybe you shouldn't read this, it was me venting, we're not in that place anymore, but, you know, maybe you won't want to read it, because these are already things that I said to him, but then now they're in a public forum, collected in 10 on my website. So then, the most devastating part about all of that is, well, of course he read it, and it did hurt his feelings, because, you know, we're supposed to be past it, and, and it's very fresh, and it doesn't feel good, but... His mom texted me, which was the most adorable, sweet thing in the world, because I forget, and I, I just assume, why would, why would somebody's mom want to read my website, or why would, or moms don't pay attention to this stuff, like my weird, my weird, wacky website, but his mom texted me and asked if, if we broke up and how sad she was about it, and I thought that was the sweetest thing, and I, oh my God, it broke my heart, and I apologized, and I said, listen, I, I use my website as a venting thing, it's like if I were a musician, that's what I would 
you know, if I was a musician and I got in a fight, I'd probably write a song about it and it would be very specific and it would all go into the song, kind of like Taylor Swift or something. But I'm not, but not like that at all. Not like that at all. How dare you? But you know what I mean. Anyway, I put it on my website. I don't write music, really. I mean, I'd like to. I mean, I kind of do. I mean, you guys, stop. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so I just thought that was interesting. And I, oh, God, and then all of my friends, all of my friends were texting me going, oh, my God, I heard you guys broke up. That's so sad. Are you okay? And I had a business phone call, and the first thing the, the woman on, on the phone said that I don't even really know at all, and it was a business thing, is she goes, oh, well, first off, let me just say, I read your latest post on your blog, and I'm really sorry about your breakup. But it wasn't we didn't break up. I was just venting. So that was insane and embarrassing and sad for, you know, mainly my boyfriend and anyway, whatever, but he's fine with it. He's, he, I, I said I would take it down, but he said not to. He's, he's lovely. His mom and him are very encouraging, and what I'm going to try to do is next time not post things when things are so fresh. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I've got more things to tell you about, but I'm going to take this phone call before I change topics and tell you other stories. Area code 512. Oh, Hi. Hello, what's your name? How old are you? And from where are you calling? I'm 20. My name is Miros. And I didn't even realize that I pressed the button. But, okay, I guess I'll just vent a little bit, too. Tell me <laughs> everything. I want to know. I want to know it all. Okay, so I was dating this guy a cup or, like, March, I guess. Um, I guess it's a couple of months ago now, <laughs> two months ago. Um, and like he's really sweet and I like he I think he's like super attractive and everything but we don't really work out as boyfriend and girlfriend he was kind of I don't want to say he was possessive of me but I just felt like I needed my own space like the time I dated him for a couple of weeks and I saw him every day for those weeks and it was just kind of like overwhelming for me um we kind of broke up but we were still kind of, like, on awkward terms, you know, that we would, like, see each other once in a while. But lately we've been hanging out a lot. And I know that I don't have feelings for him, but I like being surrounded by him. And I don't – It's that's, like, something really weird for me because I'm usually the person that's, like – it's either black or white, you know, when I'm with a guy. I can't, like – not have feelings for the guy if I'm hanging out with him or, you know, or spending time with him. And we're, like, it's more of, like, a friendship kind of thing now. But, I mean, we still hook up, like, once in a while or, you know. Um, so I don't know. I'm just kind of, like, confused about what this whole thing is about. Hmm. Well, oh, God, this some weird beeping. Do you hear this? Yeah. Some weird emergency broadcasting thing. Um, okay, so here, so you've you've been hooking. Up, let me get this straight. You've been hooking up with this uh-huh. guy, but you feel like you don't completely trust him. Like he was a bit something weird happened, or he was shady, or something, or you feel like he was deceitful. But now you're friends. You're hanging out. You're trying to just be friends. I'm confused though. So now you're still hanging out, but you have feelings for him. No, no, no. He was, I dated him. We were like boyfriend and girlfriend for a couple of weeks. But he, I just felt like I needed, 
I don't know, our relationship, I don't think we work out as boyfriend and girlfriend. But after we broke up, we were still kind of, at first we were kind of on bad terms, obviously. I, like, broke up with him. But afterwards, he kept on, like, texting me and kind of, like, wanting to hang out. So we've been hanging out on and off since we broke up. But lately, we've been hanging out a lot more. Okay, and so my question is, I, and that's hard for you, and, and that's hard for you because when you do that, it's hard for you not to have feelings for him because you're with him. You've already had sex with him, so it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I feel like I don't have feelings for him, but I like being surrounded by him. And hmm. and I don't well, I don't think we work out as boyfriend and girlfriend, but I like being around him. And that's just what's weird to me. Like I just don't understand why I'm doing that. Well, I have a question about that. I, I can relate to that, but I my my first question is why why do you think you don't work out as boyfriend and girlfriend? I feel like we both have really dominant personalities, and we I feel like he tries to kind of be dominant over me, and I don't like that because I'm very independent and, um, you know, like I, I'm not used to having a guy wanting to have power over me, I guess. What and did he do? I, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, no, sorry. I feel like he tries to do that. Then he, he should. But, but and what, does he not do that but, when, you're not his, when, when you're not his girlfriend? He doesn't do that? Yeah, he doesn't do that at all. So when when we're friends, he's like, back to being the completely like um like sweet guy that he he used to be you know whenever we first started dating so if he could just be the version that he is when you guys are just friends and not boyfriend and girlfriend would you want to be that guy's girlfriend yes so have you talked to him about that and said this is this is crazy to me because you do these things when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, but right now you're so well-behaved and wonderful and you're like, I want to date this guy, but not the other guy. Have you said that to him? I have not. I think you should say that to him. I think you guys should talk about it because if you like being around him, I mean, this is all very personal, but it's like you might as well just yeah. have a conversation about it to see and then and if it doesn't change, that's fine, but like, if you love being around him and you want to be around him and you also find him attractive and it's hard to just be around him and not be romantic and be physical and make out or have sex or something, then yes. you should either you either have to not hang out with him and just take a break and then and just kind of like cut him out of your life or get really specific and communicate with him, which is difficult because men don't always love to communicate and, you know, people don't in general. They don't like to communicate. It's awkward and it's uncomfortable and it's hard to get your thoughts across and people might not understand you, but if you can as eloquently as possible say, these are my problems when we were dating, it's hard for me to not hang out with you anymore because I love being around you and I like this version of you, can you be like this? Can you continue to be like this? And then we can, we can date. You know what I mean? Just like, because like, yeah, you have to be specific with them. You can, you can use examples too. Like, and tell me what, what, what some of the examples are. Like, what did what's something he did specifically when you were dating that you got annoyed with? Like, did he did he try to tell you something? Like, was he bossy or did he 
telling you not to do something, or what did he do? No, I just feel like I'm a very friendly person, and I feel like we would go out, and he would just, like, if guys try to talk to me or, you know, he would kind of just get a little, um, like, possessive over me, you know. And I understand he was my boyfriend, and but I wasn't going to, like, flirt with, you know, I wasn't flirting with anyone or anything. And I, I'm just not used to, you know, all of the guys that I've dated before have kind of, you know, they've, they're understanding. And I feel like he was a little over the top. <laughs> and I saw, and another well, thing is that yeah. I saw him like every day when, when we were dating. So I think that might have been something that added to the me needed me needing my own space. Well, I'm going to say another thing about this too, because 50% of this could be a little bit of you also, because I know that when I've had boyfriends, I know it when I've had boyfriends in the past. I'm a really independent person, and like. Sometimes a long time ago, it used to be like just the idea of having a boyfriend totally panicked me. And I would date a guy, and we'd hang out, we'd make out, and if we didn't have if we didn't have a label, I'd be I'd love it. If it was kind of I wouldn't even be interested in other people, but but and and it would be great and lovely and light. But the minute he wanted to be my boyfriend, or minute the minute a guy wanted to be my boyfriend, I would just feel completely like overwhelmed. Does that happen to you at all? I've, yeah, that's I, that's exactly how I feel right now. Like, I love, we go out, and I know he's probably the most attractive guy I've dated. And I know that girls check him out, and he just has that demeanor, you know. And I love it, you know, and I love people thinking that we're a couple. But just the fact that I know that we're not, like, satisfies me a lot. Like, the label, I guess, kind of freaks me out. But, it, I mean, I like being around him, I just don't don't know. I, I think it's crazy. I don't understand why I'm doing this. Okay. Well, here's the, here's the thing. If you don't want to be boyfriend and girlfriend with him, don't be. It's like you don't have to rush into a conversation being like, I need you to be like this so you can be my boyfriend. If this works for you and this is the delicate balance that you need to not feel stifled and like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm then just keep doing what you're doing. But you do take the chance of, it's, it's kind of win-lose, because you take the chance of, like, not having a label, he might start dating someone else because he's allowed to. So the minute he does meet somebody else, he's like, oh, I'm allowed to date her because I don't have, you know, you guys don't have a label. So he, he, could, he could just go off and, and hang out with some other girl. But then again, you also have the option to, like, if you do meet somebody else, you can go hang out with that person yeah. too. But if you find that you don't want to lose him and you don't want to date, any, date anyone else and you really do love being with him and and a big part of all this craziness and fear or, like, anxiety has to do with, like, the label making you feel, like, overwhelmed, then then you should talk to him about it because, I don't know, it's all what you want. And you could also bring, you could just bring up before you jump back into being boyfriend and girlfriend and try and make that work. You could just say to him, like when you're hanging out all casual, since you're still hanging out a lot, it seems like you, you should just say like, I feel like you were like this when we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And now it's a lot more, it's a lot lighter. And you should bring that up and just see what he said and see if he notices and then, and then plan to see it. And then maybe he'll take the adjustment, you know, because you're friends. You can bring yeah. that up. And then, and then also like, 
just keep making out, do whatever you want to do, have sex, have protected sex, make out, have a nice time, be proud to be seen with him because you can be so adorable and cute, have a nice time with him. If you can talk to him and he's your best friend and you love being around him and you really do love being around him, then keep doing that because that's great. And then when something feels uncomfortable, then stop doing it. And then if you, and then when you're ready to be his girlfriend and you feel like that wouldn't be a sacrifice and that wouldn't be stressful, then you can jump yeah. back in. But you should you should start with the conversation with him like, hey, do you think that there's a difference between how you are now and how you were when we were officially boyfriend and girlfriend? Because all that's changed really is the label and this idea, this invisible idea. And then just talk to him about that. And then tell me what he says. And call me later. Or call me next okay. week. Okay. <laughs> I will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Talk to you later. Oh, my goodness. Now, on a side note of a side note, but first off, let me tell you, um, you can call me at area code 646-378-0649. Phone lines are open. I'm waiting for you to call. I'm excited about your phone call coming my way. I can't wait for it, but while I wait for the phone call. Um, so here's something bizarre, uh, and life coming full circle and, and uh, an interesting week. Um, so I saw on Instagram that this thing called Art of Elysium, Art of Elysium, that's what it's, that's what it's called, um, was having this orientation. Now, Art of Elysium is a, uh, what, how, how do I say this? Um, not, not a benefit, not a fundraising thing. It's like a, it's like a charitable thing. It's a, what, do you, what do you call it? It basically, it's this organization that, um, where people who are artists, whether you're a writer or a musician or an actor or a designer or a painter or whatever, whatever kind of artist you are, you volunteer with Art of Elysium, and what you do is after you go to the orientation and after you observe um, what they do, you go on a few outings and observe uh, their charitable work, what, what they do is, oh, my God, I'm totally butchering this, but you you go to like children's hospitals or um, or what do you do? You go to children's hospitals, you go to teen group meetings and stuff like that, and you kind of incorporate your art form in a way of inspiring or distracting or making making kids who are either sick or going through a difficult time in their life, you make their life better by distracting them and entertaining them and, and you know, just making their, uh, uh, their uh, giving them a nice experience. And it's this volunteer program is basically what it is. So I saw this thing on Instagram advertising the orientation for Art of Elysium. And I was like, oh, that seems really cool. I want to look into that. And the reason I wanted to look into it was because I had been coming off my own weird mind uh, spiral experience where I was kind of just not feeling fulfilled. I wasn't doing enough. Um, I felt a bit out of control and in limbo about just life in general. The job I have, you know, I make a living doing various things. And sometimes you don't know when you're going to get another job or or I'm pitching things, I'm pitching TV shows, or I'm writing, or I'm doing this and that, or I go on auditions, blah, blah. It's all this stuff. And then when you work, it's awesome, and the money is wonderful, and it's it's great, and it feels fun. But in between each job, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You've got to wait for the next job. And that's an interesting kind of... um, path to take in life because especially if you don't come from rich parents and I don't there's no safety net you know you don't know where your next check is coming from you're you're you've made your you know I've made my own profession my own career I didn't go to college just kind of 
piece together a career that I love but it's totally unique with no map and no you know way to navigate. I just got to figure it out as I go. So in between jobs, and but I'm lucky. Let me just say I'm lucky that I make a living doing what I love doing, which is like this this advice calling show that we're listening to right now and acting and writing and blah blah blah. And that's all great. But in between jobs, I feel like I'm in limbo. I don't know what's going to happen. It's a, it's a weird, scary feeling. So I thought, okay. Rather than feel out of control, I need to get out of my head, I need to stay really busy, and I need to get my life in perspective, and I want to do something good or do something that matters or is helpful or, or something. And I love doing this, this radio show. Once again, the phone lines are open, 646-378-0649. We have 15 more minutes of the show. If you want to call in, call in. Otherwise, I'm happy to keep on blabbing about my bullshit. But, you know, it's not really bullshit. How dare you? Anyway. So I went to the Art of Elysium orientation, and I said, you know, listen, as a, I really would rather offer my services as a, as a writer as opposed to an actor because that's what I feel more strong in. Um, what would I do? I mean, how, how, what kind of purpose would I serve, or how would I entertain or help help kids or or something? So they said that I I could. Go to go to children's hospitals, write a story for a half hour, come up with a story with, with patients and kids in the hospital, and then they'd have actors come in and then act out the story that I wrote with the child. So that sounds really cool. So that's something I'm looking forward to doing. Yesterday was the first time I actually went to a children's hospital and I observed the actors acting out um, an already written story. So that was interesting and, and a lovely experience because it really does put your life in perspective that whoever's listening to this podcast or you know, me included, we're, we're fine. We're doing great. Things can be worse. And even when kids are in a situation where they're sick and in a wheelchair and having their vitals taken and, and like, you know, it was just a beautiful thing to see how graceful and lovable and adorable these kids are, like, you know, navigating this predicament or, like, this is their – they're going through way harder things than I am and maybe you are. So, anyway, it was just, like, really put life in perspective and it was nice to just kind of, like – Focus on other things other than my own bullshit that is, you know, I've, I've got no problems compared to, anyway, it was just nice to meet these beautiful children who are so strong and so amazing going through what they're going through. Anyway, I'm, I'm already rambling. So I went to the orientation. I signed up for ways I could be helpful. And, you know, and then I found out that they had this group meeting that, that I could speak at. And I said, I said well, what's, what's this group meeting? And it's called Creative Options. And I was like, well, tell me all about that because I don't know if I could be helpful um, at acting out stories at a children's hospital because I might be too shy to do that. And I don't know. If, like, I don't know. I just, it was all new to me, you know, I, new territory. But I said, but I, I do love talking to teenagers. I do have this podcast I do. And I, I used to go to group meetings when I was 15 and 16 years old. I would go to these groups meetings for kids who did drugs and were antsy and and uh, moody and aggro so they were like yes there's this group meeting that we would love for you to speak at and you could do a lighting exercise with them and kind of get them out of their own head and kind of you know distract them and inspire them or whatever so I was like fuck that sounds awesome so the day of the orientation when I'm learning about all these options and 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 things that I could volunteer um volunteer at does that make sense? Anyway, it brought back all these memories of me when I was a teenager and how I used to go to these meetings at Kaiser Permanente 
for like mental and behavioral health issues because I was doing drugs at the time. When I was 15, I got out of my first relationship. I, I, you know, I broke up with the guy that I lost my virginity to and, you know, I was not having a good relationship with my father and I, I wanted everybody to pay attention to me and I was doing speed and I was, you know, and the come downs from amphetamines are horrible and make you feel really low and make you very moody. So when I was 15, I was trying to get off speed and my mom checked me into or made me go to these meetings after school at Kaiser Permanente and I would have to go five times a week to these group meetings. I'd have I'd be drug tested. I would uh, I would you know it was really far away from my high school too. My mom would pick me up from my high school, drive me to these meetings deep in deep in the valley. I'd get drug tested. I I'd sit in this group meeting with all these fucking loser bonehead kids, of which I was one of them. But I really didn't feel like I was because I would listen to their fucking sob stories. And I would go, oh, who are these losers? I don't want to be here. I don't belong here. This is insane. And I kind of developed my personality within these group team meetings. And then on Friday, it would not only be a group meeting for the teens, but the parents of these teens, me included, would have to would have to attend. And that's when all the kids and their parents would have conversations, and we'd all kind of talk. And all these kids would complain, oh, my, my parents don't give me money. You know, my parents don't, you know, I want this, I want that. They don't give me money. Like, I don't want to stop smoking pot. I don't want to stop doing coke or speed or blah, blah, because, and they would just blame everything on their parents, and they would want all this shit from their parents. And I just thought, I remember speaking to them, and my mom told me that she kind of saw my personality unfold in these within these meetings, and she felt like she really got to know me. I would just look at these kids and I would say to their face and to their parents' face, because I thought both the parents and the kids were both fucking loser boneheads, I would I would say, get a fucking job. Stop asking your parents for shit. You know, not that your parent is helpful or, or you know, knows what the fuck's going on or is anything to strive to be like, but get a fucking job, you loser. And I remember taking my own advice at, at, at a, at, you know, at 15 years old, and going to all these meetings and then looking for a job on the weekend with the ex-boyfriend that I tried to kill myself to get his attention over. Anyway, he helped me. He drove me around to Melrose, uh, to shops on Melrose. And I got a, I got a job working in a clothing store on Melrose called, Fun- called Funky Diva, which is like the worst name in the world. But I was so happy to have this job. It gave me a sense of purpose and I had something to wake up for, and I worked on the weekends because I was still I was still only in eleventh grade, and you know I made friends and I was really good at it. I was really good at selling clothes, and if I was good at manipulating people, or at least I would be very honest with them. So I would tell them what looked like shit, and then so they believed me when I told them, yeah, that looks cool. Like buy that, that looks fucking cool. Anyway, so after going to this orientation recently at the Art of Elysium for volunteering and, and finding out about the group meetings that I could speak at through Art of Elysium, it brought back all these memories of the group meetings I went to as a teenager at Kaiser, at Kaiser Permanente Hospital. So hours after the orientation, I drove, I just like felt compelled to drive deep into the valley and drive to Kaiser Mental and Behavioral Health Facility in the Valley, and I parked my car, and I drive my Prius, and I totally don't do drugs anymore, and 
you know, I know who I am. I know what my struggle is. I know what I'm working on. But I have a wonderful boyfriend who loves me that I'm madly in love with. I have daddy issues. I am continuing to overcome. But I'm drug-free and I'm a happy person. And I'm just very present and self-aware and working through my stuff and, like, you know, working through it or whatever. So I walk into the to the mental health place and I go, excuse me, um, I'm just looking for my old counselor. Is so-and-so here? And the guy's like, ah, oh, she doesn't work here anymore. It's, just, it's been years. She doesn't work here. And I was like, okay, well, how do I find out where she went? Or I would love to speak at a meeting at Kaiser. That would be wonderful if I could be a, a, a speaker at a team group meeting because I feel like I've come a long way and I'd love to share because we used to have group, you know, we used to have people share at our meetings and have speakers. And I really, you know, a lot of them were, were hell's angels. Like, and they'd be like these big, big, huge strapping motorcycle riding guys who were the, actually the sweetest teddy bear guys ever talking about how they, you know, they quit doing drugs and mainly their drugs of choice was speed. And uh, I just remember actually being moved by the guest speakers that we had. They had, they had an effect on me and, you know, I, I thought maybe if I could have, if I could affect one person in a positive way at one of these meetings that I used to go to and kind of come full circle, that would be such a beautiful thing. And I was, like, on the verge of tears. And the guy's like, well, if you want to be a speaker, here's the number, call the number, but your old, your old counselor doesn't work here anymore. So I called the number the next day, left, and, and I talked to the operator, and Kaiser Permanente is so fucked. They're like, you know, they're not my hospital, they're not my... Well, they're not my hospital anymore. I go to a different one. But they're so confused over there. I'll, I'll blame that one guy, but mainly I blame Kaiser. And anybody who belongs to Kaiser knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I go, oh, is so-and-so, I'm looking, I know so-and-so doesn't work there anymore, but she used to be my counselor. And they go, oh, no, so-and-so is still here. And I was like, what? So-and-so is still there? Oh, my God. Well, she's like, you know, years and years and years and years and years ago, she used to be my counselor. And she used to drug test me and be my therapist. Like, I would love to have her contact me. So I left word for her. And she called me back, and she was shocked. She was shocked and touched and overwhelmed and called me back. And we talked on the phone. And she asked me if I continued to use drugs after I saw her. And I told her the honest truth. I think I did cocaine one time after after that after seeing her and that was when I moved to New York after I graduated high school and I totally felt ashamed that I did that and I I never did it again I felt like I betrayed my mother and myself and you know whatever and and I I just honestly and I hope any of you out there listening to this who if you do drugs if you do coke or speed or or ecstasy or whatever here's why I don't do those things well first of all I tried them I know what what their deal is. I know how it feels to be on them. And the way I felt when I was on those drugs is not special enough or good enough to potentially hurt myself or damage myself. Because here's the deal. We have no idea how all those fucking things are going to affect us. Like, you don't know, and I don't know. You don't know how your brain is going to react to you doing ecstasy at Coachella in 2013 or 2014. You don't know if you're going to have an aneurysm or a heart attack 
or a stroke when you're like 42 or whatever, and you did it, you did like Molly a bunch of times when you were like, you know, 17 or 22 or whatever. And and here's why I don't do drugs anymore. Also, not just like because of that. Why well, don't smoke and I don't do drugs because that shit is it ages you. It ages you. I swear to God, I'm ageist. Okay, I want to try to be dewy and fresh and look as young as possible for as long as I possibly can. I don't want to get plastic surgery. At least that's what I say now. And so I'm not going to fucking hope to look young but then be fucking with my body by taking fucking poison. No way. I'm way too vain for that and smart. And another thing is I'm too good. I'm, I'm, too, I'm too good for that shit. Like, you know, you might be fucking snorting lines right now listening to this fucking ridiculous podcast or whatever, but stop where you are for two seconds, put, it, put all that shit down. Here's why I don't do that shit. It's because I'm too much of a badass. I've got too much shit to do. I'm too smart, and I just think I'm too good for that shit. Like, I swear to God, I'm above it. That's, that's why I think. I mean, that's why I don't do that shit, because I think it's for losers. I swear to God. Like, nowadays, I feel like, I'm not even going to use this as an example, but maybe I will, but, like, people like Miley Cyrus. Like, whatever. I'm sure she does drugs or whatever. I don't even want to know. But I just, that aside, I was going to make a point, but I'm, that's not helping. Nowadays, it seems like young people, like really young people, like I'm talking like 14, 15, 13, their goal isn't as much. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I swear to God, I feel like something has shifted in the last like seven years or six years where the goal is to be very successful. And the goal is to be like famous and rich and good at something and have a career and be like known for that. Like that's the goal. And it seems less about partying. But maybe I'm totally wrong. But it seems like all my friends that I know that are like 16, and I do have like 16, 17-year-old friends, I swear to God, they're more about career stuff. And they're like smarter than I was when I was 16. But it's all the same. It's all whatever. I know people want to front really hard that they have a great life and we're having a wonderful time and your Instagram is like carefully chosen photos of you having a great time looking as skinny and beautiful and young and cool as possible. And everybody wants to front so hard that they're like happy and they belong and they're having a blast. They're better and, and, and whatever. And they're carefree, blah, blah, blah. But really people are insecure, sad, lonely, want to fit in and looking for distraction. And they want, and it's like, and want to, want to, take shit to, like, make themselves more comfortable and not have to deal with their their actual feelings. And that's not where I'm at. And that's what I would rather you guys, I'd rather you guys listening if you're, like, a teenager right now. It's so much cooler. And I know I can't be a certain way. You've got to figure this out for yourself. But I can plant seeds and I can, I can, I can plant seeds in your brain and I can tell you about my own experience and, and hopefully you can avoid the mistakes that I made. It's so much cooler to like feel shitty and then fucking walk through it and write or talk about it, talk it out, write about it, cry, feel sad, but then get over it without doing drugs and without getting fucked up, without getting really drunk, without fucking a bunch of weird dudes that, you know, are taking advantage of you, you know, like, just, just be present, 
Like, don't get all fucked up. Don't take speed. Don't get don't don't smoke tons of pot. Don't try to like not deal with stuff or try to don't try to fit in with people and 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 instead of just feeling scared and shy, needing some kind of like blanket to wear and take drugs and all this shit to like make it less scary. Just don't hang out with people who make you feel uncomfortable, or or hang out with the people who make you feel comfortable, or be awkward. You know, I didn't do too many. I went through a drug patch, but most of the time I was not doing drugs. But and a lot of the times now, you know, I don't do drugs. Obviously, I said that I don't do drugs, but like I can be so awkward. Obviously, I mean, I, I can be even way more awkward than I have been on this podcast, radio show, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Fuck it. I'd rather like just be awkward. Be weird. That's awesome. Anyway. So I, I uh, to get back to my story, I had a, I made a, I made a plan. I met up with my old counselor, and we met up in person, and it was surreal. It was insane to walk, you know, to get into the elevator and walk through the hallway and be in the waiting room and then eventually in the room that I used to have sessions with her, therapy sessions with her, when I was, like, 15 years old, and, like, it was just insane. I, I told her where I'm at now and everything that happened to me after I graduated high school and what I do now and my life and blah, 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 and, and uh, she's retiring this year, and it's amazing timing and such beautiful timing, and it's not a mistake that I reached out and contacted her the year she's retiring and because I just felt compelled to go visit her, and it's all because I, I went to the Art of Elysium orientation, and I wanted to, like, get out of my own head and get out of my own way and put my attention on on things that are bigger than me and, and try to deal with all of my internal issues and talking. I have constant chatter in my head, and I just, I, I have just, I've just been trying to figure out how to deal with that and how to, and for, and for me, it's like I just need to get really busy and focus on things that are not about me. And and that's with this radio show, that's with volunteering, that's with hanging out with little kids at the children's hospital, that's with talking to kids in a group meeting and, and just, like, listening to kids and realizing that. I'm not alone and everybody else has their own issues and I'd rather be helpful to them. Than... Anyway, blah, 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 yakety shakety. So that's been a wild week of life coming full circle for whatever reason. Area code 915, thanks for listening to me ramble. I'm sorry, are you okay? Hey, yeah, I'm good. Hello, what's going on? What's your name? How old are you and where are you calling from? This is me, Lola. You're like number one fan on Twitter. <laughs> oh my God, Lola, my friend on Twitter. Tell me everything. How old are you? Where are you calling from? And what's up with you? Okay, I'm 21. I'm from El Paso, Texas, but I'm currently studying at school in Austin, Texas. Um, actually, I just I really wanted to call because I didn't want you to think that I wasn't gonna call, but I did have to say that I called like a year ago, pretty much almost exactly a year ago, and I had called about. Um, some stupid problems I was having with some stupid guy that I had dated for a really long time. And 
I guess a year ago, I was in a really, really bad place, and I was really unhappy with my life and, like, where I was with this guy, and, and I saw it going nowhere. But a year later, I can finally say I'm in a way better place, and I'm not with him anymore, which I think that has a lot to do with my level of happiness and where I'm at in life now. But I just wanted to call and update you and tell you that I'm doing awesome now, thanks to that conversation that we had a year ago. Oh, my God, that makes me so happy. Tell me how you how you eventually got out of the relationship and, and what you noticed is, like, well, why your life is better now. And, and uh, just tell me, walk me through how you got out of it and, and why it was difficult to get out of it. Um, I mean, it was hard because, I mean, I'm only 21, but I'm a sap. Like, I love love, and I love to be loved, and I especially just love to love. And I feel like I just could never get out of that relationship because, I mean, I it, it didn't help that I lost my virginity to this guy. And, like, I don't know, I was just really in love with him. And I gave a lot of my time and a lot of my... <sighs> a lot of my everything, like, I just invested myself fully into that relationship, and it was hard to get out, but after many times of relapsing and, like, going back to him, um, never officially, only to have sex, which only made me feel even shittier about myself, you know, I eventually realized that I'm 21, and there's a lot of guys out there for me, and, you know, and hopefully, hopefully one day, he'll see that he missed out. And if he doesn't, well, then he doesn't. But, you know, it's so good to finally kind of wake up and realize that, you know, he wasn't happiness. He was, if anything, he was what made me sad. And it's good to kind of shake that off and move on and realize that there's cute guys who are, like, willing to hit on me and buy me drinks. It's really fun. (laughs) <laughs> don't always make sure you you uh you cover your drink. You don't let him put anything weird in your drink, so I don't want to yeah, get yeah. worried about you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, you're you were saying how I know it. It's so easy to like get addicted to being with someone, even though you know that they're totally wrong for you, but you're just so used to them. It's such a it is so difficult to like extricate yourself from a situation like that. And yeah, you said you had sex with them, and that would just make you after you broke up, and that would just make you feel worse, but. Now you have plenty of new guys to have, you know, sex with that will make you feel horrible. So you have all these new, you have all these new people. So, so uh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But um, what's the best part about being single? Um, actually, I I have this blog that I I write in, and I was talking about how for a really long time I couldn't. I'm really awkward. Like in person, I'm really awkward, and I'm really bad at. Me too. Doing, just just letting guys kind of swoon me because I just I find it really awkward to just be swooned. Although I like it, I just don't I don't know how to react to it. So I ended up having to like I'm kind of ashamed to say it, but but I'm not because because I write about it. So uh, I kind of went on Tinder, which I don't know how I feel about saying that on your radio show, but. Um, That's okay. Wait. And, by the way, plug your plug your blog. Plug your blog. Uh, my okay. It's glittervirgin.wordpress.com. 
check it out. Oh it's my awesome. god! You need first. You need a simpler. You need a simpler, more clear uh, name for your blog. You need like something very clean. No, but no way. Oh, I love glitter, and I like to feel like I'm still a virgin, even if I'm not. <laughs> wait, wait, but I have a, I, I can't even understand it. You said it's glitter and virgin. No, glittervirgin.wordpress.com. Okay, but then you should get it off the WordPress thing, keep it WordPress, but then buy a better domain and just get glittervirgin.com. Okay, cool. Just, but just to get it to more. Get, get going. Yeah, go on. You ended up what? I, I ended up, um, a lot of my friends told me that they just would have really bad experiences on Tinder, but I said, fuck it. I obviously don't have the best of luck when it comes to one-on-one, so or, like, in person, so I I went on Tinder, and I've gone on a few dates, and they've actually been pretty successful, if I do say so myself, and so oh it's fun, God. it's fun to be, yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun to just kind of, I don't know, just be single and be, like, 21 and not have to, like, call someone every night and report to them and, you know, just not have to feel like you're asking for permission to do all these things that I should be doing because I'm 21 and I'm in college and I should be having fun. So He's 21, yeah. God damn it! Do you hear that, everybody? No, that's such a great point, too, because it's like, I feel like, well, first off, I wish I could check out Tinder. I would like to lurk on Tinder and see what it's like, but I heard you can't lurk on Tinder. You have to be on Tinder, and I do not want to be on Tinder. But, yeah, like, can you lurk on it <laughs> or no? Um, no, you have to... You have to sign on to your Facebook. It's like kind of a really long process, but um, um, but I mean, well, it's worth it. I live in a city where there's tons of cute boys, so I feel blessed to live in the city and be on You're so funny. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, you live in Austin. You're in Austin, studying in Austin. So that's so awesome. There's there the most adorable boys are in Austin. But that's the thing I was going to say about the relationship thing. The minute you feel like it's exhausting and you have to check in with someone and you feel like, ugh, I have to check in with this person, like, you should not be in that relationship because that's how I can, that's how I could always tell, like, I wanted to be in a relationship was because, because you feel like, oh, my God, I'm not, I'm not exhausted, this is not exhausting. I, I want to be talking to this person, but for most of my life, I have not wanted to be in a relationship, and I've definitely always wanted to be, like, free and be able to do whatever I want to do. So it sounds like you're having a blast. This is so great. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. And I, I definitely feel like I feel it was time for me to just kind of let go when I was starting to, um, I guess my mind would kind of wander off and, like, you know, I would I, – I never – tried to talk to other guys at the same time but I definitely wanted to and that's why I knew it just you know it wasn't it would be dumb for me to just keep being in a relationship where I was unhappy and most likely he was unhappy so it's good it's all good so how many guys how many guys do you slept with now after him Mm um not a lot probably like but it's been awesome it's been real fun because it's one of them it's like it's happened numerous times and like it's like a fling but it's like more than a fling because we're I guess we're like friends because we hang out but there's a there's a mutual um, liking and like understanding that you know we both have chemistry for each other so it's been it's been fun it's been really fun 
You're letting your freak flag fly. Just kidding. <laughs> I just hate that phrase. I hate that phrase so much. I just wanted to say it. It's so gross. Um, well, I'm so glad you're single, and I'm glad you checked in with me, and I'm glad you called and let me know that you're doing great, and that like, and God, I wonder if I'm ever single again. Will you help me sign up for Tinder and help me not yeah. feel ashamed about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you gotta hit me up, and I'll I'll hook you up. Okay, thank you very much. And everybody, check out her blog. I can't even remember it. I think it's glitter, glittervirgin.wordpress.com. Whatever you heard it, just rewind. Just press rewind on the podcast. Anyway, oh my God, I went over my hour limit. Well, if you want to call in, if you want, if anybody's having any thoughts or feelings about Tinder, about drug use, about coming of age stuff, about life, long distance relationships, uh, love, yakety smackety, anything you want to throw in there, call me up right now before I begin. To end the show, the number is 646-378-0649, 646-378-0649, or you can tweet me your thought or feeling. Uh, I have a few tweets I'm going to read. It says, from Felicia Taylor at Felicia Marie-T or whatever it is. Um, it says, dudes, stop sending vague texts to girls. Man up. Either you want to hang out or you don't. All right. Okay, thank you, Felicia. That's true. Dude, stop sending vague texts to girls. Man up. Either you want to hang out or you don't want to hang out. That is really annoying. That makes me happy to be in a relationship. Um, I only have one person sending me vague texts, but I definitely know he wants to hang out. Anyway, okay, handsome devil at Edgar, Ed Garbage. Ed Garbage says, I always get excited every Wednesday when I see Lexi watches sent me an email. Then I remember it's just a reminder. I love you and I'm boy crazy. Well, thank you very much, handsome devil at Ed Garbage. I appreciate that. I wish you would have called in and talked to me and said some fun stuff, but you know what? I'm not going to boss you around. I'm not here to twist your arm. Listen, sometimes I have a show and I'm very eloquent. I feel like I'm very eloquent and I get to the point and I'm on fire. I'm talking real fast and I'm making points and things are good. Other nights I meander and I ramble. I feel like that's what tonight was. And that's fine. I had a story to tell. I wanted to tell you about who knows? I wanted to tell you about my uh, my my drug use as a teen and life coming full circle and volunteering and and maybe that'll help you uh, not do drugs and maybe it'll help some people out there volunteer and keep themselves from hurting themselves or being sad or having a downward spiral by by uh, you know looking at the big picture and trying to help other people instead of just worrying about yourself. Maybe those are some of the points that were made tonight on Boy Crazy Radio. I don't know, but I think so. Uh, and I'm going to play us out with a song that I wanted to play for the last few weeks because this is like one of my favorite new songs um, that my friend introduced me to. And get ready for that, guys. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up the show. Thank you so much for listening to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by iboycrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Boy Crazy. If you're a girl or you're a guy and you're in a relationship, this is mainly for girls, try not to be too exhausting to your boyfriend. Try not to exhaust your boyfriend because that is my less, that's, the, that's what I'm trying to work on. Uh, be nice to your boyfriend. Only get mad at him if he actually did something wrong. Okay? Because it's very easy to be like, what does that mean? What is that supposed to mean? Why did you say that? You didn't do this? Oh, my God. What is that all about? It's very easy to do that. I'm the queen and master of that. Um, So I'm going to try not to do that. I'm going to try to exhaust my boyfriend a little bit less every week until maybe one day I'm not. 
Anyway, um, something to think about for you guys. You can subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Yeah, motherfucking iTunes. Pretty exciting and legit. Um, if you want to leave me a voicemail message, because you can't call into the, into the live show, uh, leave me a message at area code 888-666-2045 and leave me a message on the Boy Crazy voicemail box. If you out there, the listeners out there, want to submit music, uh, email me an MP3 to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject music, and I will play your song. If it's not completely horrible and it doesn't make me cringe and want to kill myself, um, and if you have if you have a question and you can't call into the live show and you want to write me an email all about it, again, email me at boycrazyalexi at gmail dot com. Subject big sis. And um, you know what I really want to do? I really want to encourage people to email me about breakups or bad news that they want to convey to somebody else, so I can do like fifteen second videos on Instagram. And then you can tag the person that you want to send that message to. So you should totally send me an email. If you want to break up with someone, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever, or if you have a problem with a coworker or a friend, email me all the details so I know all the fucking details of your bullshit problem with this person that you're having a problem with. Email me all that information to boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, but definitely write in the subject line, write bad news okay bad news and then i will i will not use any names i will make the video i'll put it on instagram i will write back to your email and say it's up and then you can tag whoever you want to see that message so that way i won't embarrass you i won't embarrass the person i'm talking about only you decide if you actually want them to see that video but it would be pretty fun because you know what i feel like i would not be rude i'd be blunt I'd be loving, I'd be smart about it, I'd discuss all the angles, I would do it in 15 seconds. I'm a good communicator, sometimes. Let's hope. All right, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you so much, and I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you.
Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, $30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, $50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for $40. And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for and Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716 through 180. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio. Reward card requires online registration.